welcome to Cats and Cauldrons a Thousand Miles. I'm Liv. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, I'm going to be teaching my bestie all about the ins and outs of witchcraft, starting with the basics. Learn with us about how to specialize your own craft while keeping yourself safe in your practice. Hello! Hello everyone, it's Audrey. Obviously you don't hear my lovely Olivia. She is not here with me. For those who don't know, she suffered a personal family loss. So send your love and your thoughts, definitely. But also be very patient and kind with her. She tends to isolate herself during times like these. So when she's ready, she will resurface and she'll become responsive again. This is our post finale episode for season one. Uh, So this is also our season one Q&A episode. Now, obviously, we would have wanted to do this together, but we recorded twice before, and I wasn't happy with those recordings. I'll take full responsibility for that. (laughs) Um, And Olivia, whenever you listen to this, it was not your fault. I'm fully taking the blame. I was not happy. Like I said, I was not happy with the recordings. So since she could not be here, I took it upon myself to make sure that this episode gets done. Because obviously, you know, we're really grateful to y'all for listening, and we didn't want to seem like we just weren't having fun with it, which is kind of how it sounded to me. So I did want to post that. To address some news right away, um, season one is over, (laughs) obviously. This is our post finale. Our hiatus is coming up, so because Olivia's suffered this loss now, I don't know when specifically we'll be back. I can't give you a timeline um, because we do have to finish up all of our season two planning, but I would expect it will be sometime after the new year. Uh, You can still expect our Christmas, our Yule episode. Um, That will be posted, I think we agreed on the day before Christmas Eve. So whenever she has the energy for that again, I will definitely get that recorded Um, for our two patrons, Morgan and Robin. Uh, you can expect some of the special episodes. Once again, that will be dependent on when she feels like she's ready. So, obviously, Olivia, when you listen to this, it's not a big deal. I don't care when you're ready. But, yes. Yeah, so, like I said, because this is awkward, this is the post finale. This is our season one Q&A. Obviously, it's a little weird. This is where I would make the joke that you guys, <laughs> while I appreciate that Morgan rounded up questions for us, At the same time, I would have appreciated more if y'all responded to the social media. It feels like y'all don't want to talk to me at all, but that's okay. And obviously some of these questions, I'm not the best person to answer, but because I have those previous two recordings, I'll probably post in here and there um, Olivia's lovely voice so that you can hear some of her answer. I do know kind of how she answered some of these before. So, like I said, this will be weird. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Our first question from Daisy, what does it mean to you to be a witch? Uh, Obviously, I'm not a witch, but I will post Olivia's response here so that you can hear what she had to say. What does it mean to be a witch? I don't know. It's, It's so integral to me and, like, everything in my life. It's just kind of who I am. I think to be a witch is just being one with yourself and feeling comfortable with yourself and using the energy around you to kind of boost and empower yourself in your life. 
Okay, our next question is from Lindsay. What is the best way to find inner peace? I'll be super honest, Lindsay. Neither of us liked answering this question. Definitely because we, realistically for me, it's not something I think achievable. Whereas Olivia kind of said that instead of inner peace, think of it more as you find things in life that are going to make you happy. And that's kind of all you can work towards. Inner peace, I find, is something that it's very much a kind of concept like within Buddhism, like Nirvana, like that kind of stuff. But to reach that, you'd have to basically pull yourself away from modern society and like you're giving up everything in your life. You don't have any possessions. You don't really have like connections personally that you would. So I preferred Olivia's answer of you're just finding things in life that make you happy. So that's that. (laughs) Our next one from Morgan. Can you explain why everyone says you should anoint candles working from the middle up and then the middle down? So Morgan, obviously I can't answer this, but I will input Olivia's answer here. Oof, I guess I'm taking the, taking this question. Uh, I don't particularly find it to be necessary in candle magic. This is more of a tradcraft kind of thing. And I don't want to say it comes from a Gardenian witchcraft or anything like that. But virtually it comes from the thought process of you start the spell in the middle, kind of like the ground, which, you know, where, where you're at. Like, that's that's you. That's your center. And then going up is manifesting and going down is releasing. So you don't typically... Um, like you're, you put a lot of energy into going up and I, I'm going to sound like an asshole. I think it's nonsense a lot of the time, but traditional witchcraft calls for it a lot to start in the middle and work up because that's how you manifest your, you're moving the energy up. It's kind of like, you know, how people say you, one hand is for receiving energy and the other hand is for giving energy. And I do kind of subscribe to that a little bit. I assign it myself. I don't really think it's necessarily going to be the same for everybody. I don't think you need to go any particular which way with candles. I don't think you have to go by that particular rule. You can do whatever feels most comfortable to you. But the root of it is going up is to um, receive manifestations and put energy into them. And going down is to release anything that's in the way. All right. I'm sure it's weird that you're just hearing her voice in and out. From Robin, less a question, more a suggestion. Can you do an episode on astrology? Yes, that is coming because uh, obviously Olivia wants it because that's kind of her thing. So that'll be coming. Um, not sure when, but it will be. All right, from Morgan, Audrey, have you ever seen or done a spell with Olivia? If yes, what was that like for you? No, Olivia doesn't like to share things. Um, and I think because her craft is personal for her, so it is what it is. So from Daisy, how do you figure out which practice is right for you, coven or solitary? Um, We kind of covered this in one of our episodes this season. I believe it was episode six. It's really up to you. Olivia said that you really, it's trial and error. You got to figure out which one works best for you. Like you have to try all of those kind of ideas. Like you'll have to try being a single practitioner. You'll have to try being in a circle. You have to try being in a coven to see which one you prefer. It's it's basically like with anything, like you're figuring out what you personally 
want to do and what you feel is best for you. From Becca, what's one thing about return to senders you wish someone would have warned, advised, told you about before you started doing them? Once again, um, I'll input Olivia's answer here because it's not really something that I'm qualified to answer. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Becca, you ask... um... A very fun question, considering how your life's been going lately. Return to senders, I do not take lightly, and I don't recommend, you know, newbies doing them or anything like that. I think my biggest advice for anybody who is considering a return to spell, um, return to sender spell, which is more on the baneful side, it's, it doesn't always have to be baneful, but I, my return to senders are always baneful. Um, if you're going to do that, I just, I, I wish I would have been told when I first started out that you have to be prepared to accept whatever, I don't really like the word karma, I don't really follow that kind of thing. It's just, you have to take responsibility for what can come, like what can happen afterward and you need to take a return to sender very seriously. You have to put a lot of energy into it and also please protect yourself before doing it and make sure all your wards and shit are up because... It can just be bounced back to you over and over. You can get stuck in a cycle with it. You're just, just, that is something that I would highly recommend you get protection up first before doing, and probably not to do it solo, um, because the more people you have in your corner, the better, usually, for Return the Senders. All right, from Morgan, exactly how many Rose Quartz Crystals does Olivia own? I know she said she has like 64 in her bedroom and then it was like another 60 or so throughout the house. So she, it's about approximately 120. From Daisy, can you please explain hereditary witchcraft? It's kind of how it sounds. You're basically, you have a heritage and some kind of bloodline within your ancestry that is like your hereditary witchcraft. So basically you'd have someone in your family that was also practicing a craft, whether they personally identified as a witch or not. It's something you can trace. Like it has to do with whether or not you have family that has practiced before and whether or not it is stuff that has been passed down as well. So like Olivia has a heritage in witchcraft. She has some stuff that's been passed down to her. So, um... And, like, obviously, uh, in the perfect kind of world of this kind of stuff, it would be that it's, like, a family grimoire that's been passed down through generation to generation. So it would be, like, you're a practicing witch, you end up having um, a child, and you pass down what you have learned and your spells and your things to them. And that basically becomes a line of hereditary witchcraft. From Morgan... Olivia, what is your favorite book on either death magic or green magic? Uh, So Morgan, I'll put an answer from her here. The thing that comes to mind when when I read the question in my notes is Southern Cunning. I am once again drawing a blank on who wrote that book, which is terrible of me. Uh, Aaron Oberyn was the is the author of Southern Cunning. I love that book. Um, it's very close to Appalachian witchcraft and hedge witchcraft, which includes death witchcraft and green. 
I think it's a really good time. Morgan actually did give me a book called Morbid Magic. I haven't finished that one. It's pretty good. I like it. I'm, I'm stuck in the Buddhism area of it. And I, I would recommend that one to people as well. But when it comes to thinking about what my favorite book, the one that sticks out is probably Southern Cunning. From Daisy, what would you say is the biggest misconception about witches? What do you wish more people would understand about your community? <laughs> Basically, insert another rant from Olivia about Wicca. Um, <laughs> she, from what she said about this, she really, really hates that everyone seems to assume modern witchcraft is just Wicca, which it isn't. She's obviously talked about it before. That's two very different things that Wicca also comes, you know, its roots are very much founded in, um, exclusionary behaviors and just grossness overall. Uh, (laughs) If you want to hear more about how much Olivia dislikes Wicca, you'll have to listen to episode nine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, her biggest thing from that is that she really wished people learned how to separate those two practices because obviously it's vastly different. And she definitely sees and feels that difference. So uh, me personally, I always find it very funny that there are so many who just assume it's black magic. And then like on the opposite spectrum of things, a lot of these um, sort of new age hippie types that uh, very much like feel the spiritualism, but they don't actually practice anything. You know, the kinds that you see a lot of like the trend of these girlies who... Like, yes, they collect the rocks, they have the aesthetic, but it's all an aesthetic for them. And I wish that people would understand that witches and witchcraft still exist as a practice. It's not just, it's not just, oh, well, I dress this way and I have all these things that make me look like a witch, but I'm not actually a practicing witch kind of thing. All right. From Morgan. Audrey, if you were to practice witchcraft, what area do you think you'd gravitate more towards? Um, I mean, it's too on the nose to say I'd be like a water witch or a kitchen witch, but I feel like I'd make something up. I feel like I think I said before that I'd just be like a cat witch or I just like whisper things in their ears and send them out to do my bidding. Um, I don't know. It's not. It's a little weird for me. Doing this podcast, I tend to have some imposter syndrome because I feel like I shouldn't be here. Because <laughs> I know I make a lot of jokes and I do feel kind of bad because I feel like people think that this is all kind of a joke to me. But I really appreciate, you know, that Olivia was happy to do this with me. And while it was her idea that she had, it was also kind of me that was like, hey, maybe we should do this. So, yeah, it's, I can't ever see myself practicing witchcraft at all um or getting into any kind of religion or spiritualism it's just not who I am as a person and it's just not something that interests me personally but like I said it's kind of weird that I'm here and that I am with Olivia doing this kind of stuff because it means so much to her so I'm kind of just here for the vibes (laughs) So we had put questions to ask each other. Obviously, she's not here, and I didn't want to post in her answer for this kind of stuff. So for in general, favorite episode of the season for me, I 
actually really liked episode seven. Um, six and seven, I think, were the best, like, put together. Everything sounded concise. We just felt like we had great energy. Um, seven, personally, when I listened back on it, I actually just really enjoyed our banter and what we had going. And now, obviously, to counter this, as far as episodes that I disliked, eight and nine felt very um, disjointed and sort of uh, not up to par with what we had been doing. Especially nine, it sort of felt like we got there and then we didn't really have a plan. <laughs> um, obviously, not everything's going to be perfect. It does mess with my mind. It, I can't call myself a perfectionist. But I was definitely a child growing up that when I failed, it was very much a, why did you fail? You're better than this. So that's always going to be driven into me. (laughs) Um, I just was disappointed with them. As far as like an episode that like was really well put together that I wish we had done differently, I would have to say episode five um, because I felt like we put in way too much information into the one episode. So it'll be nice moving forward within season two that we start to branch out and um, have uh, that we're being uh, very detailed, you know, getting into more detailed kind of stuff and definitely being able to sit down and just learn about like one thing specifically rather than approaching things as a broad topic. Olivia's question to me was what's been my favorite thing about making the podcast? In all honesty, it's just that uh, we actually really like that we get to hear each other's voices, even though it's literally not a joke that we message each other all day, all the time. It's very different being able to hear each other talk. <laughs> it's been like two years since we've actually seen each other, which is really difficult. So I think we just like hearing each other's voices. I think that was kind of her answer for it as well. <laughs> Gosh, like I said, obviously this is super weird. Uh, it's weird Olivia isn't with me, but like I said, please send her your love and your thoughts. Please be patient with her. Please don't try to be like, you're not responding. Are you okay? Like, she's okay. She's with her family. She, you know, it's going to be rough for a little while here, but she'll be back eventually when she feels like she's ready. And, um, what she would say is obviously thank you all so much for listening to us. We really had a lot of fun doing this podcast so far. So while, like I said, we don't know when season two will be released, I am hoping it will be after the new year. So you guys can really look forward to that. And thank you again for all your questions. Thank you for listening to us. And for now, we will see you sometime in the future. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cats and Cauldrons A Thousand Miles. As always, you can find us on our Twitter, cats underscore cauldrons, or over on the Instagram, cats, the letter N, cauldrons a thousand. We also have a Patreon where you can subscribe for exclusive content, such as special episodes, future merchandise, and pictures of our cats. But for now, stay spooky out there, everyone. Safe practicing. I'm Liv. And I'm Audrey. And And we'll we'll see see you next time. time.